0: I might as well tell you now, you lot may all be internationals and have won all the domestic honours there are to win under Don Revy. But as far as I'm concerned, the first thing you can do for me is to chuck all your medals and all your caps and all your pots and all your pans into the biggest flipping dustbin you can find because you've never won any of them fairly. You've done it all by blooming cheating. Now things are going to be a little different around here without Don. Might feel a little strange at first, might pinch a little like a new pair of shoes. But if you want your grandchildren to remember you as being something other than the dirty beggars you once were, if you want to be loved as real champions, worthy champions, you're going to have to work and improve and change. Now, Let's start off by playing some Seven Assigns.
1: Punk Podcast, episode 88, I think. Don't know, though. I've got somebody who looks like uh, punk rock Rylan. (laughs) So over here, it's nihilism. Hi, Tom. I ain't got the eyebrows, to
2: be fair.
1: No, you haven't i got to warn everyone, I'm very hungover. Um, so I'm not sorry because I had a really nice time. Uh, I do, do want to apologise to Davey Warsop, though, who uh, I thought I'd lost my keys um, and we were fully prepared for, for a night sleeping on the stairs of the hotel. <laughs> but then I had one last check in my bag and the keys were in there. So after a lot of stress... Sorry, Davey, but there you go. All's Well That Ends Well. Random record this week uh, came from the Green Day album, 97, I believe. Nimrod, uh, my friend Chris Bass, says it's the best album ever made ever by anyone. So, you know, Niall's face sums that up. Uh, Niall's going to have a little guess at what song he thinks I I chose from that. Um, I think Married It Down to
2: Three, but I can only pick one.
1: Nice guys, finish last. Oh, close. I nearly picked it. No, I went with uptight. Uh, and that's for Steve Fumbug because that came on in the car and he was quite excited and he liked that. So uh,
2: you can have that, Steve. Um, yeah, are you OK? What have you been up to? Um, just watching the world fall apart interspersed with some top union fuckery, which has been amazing to watch. Did you see that bit on question time? Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, oh. solidarity, solidarity with the RMT, everyone. If you don't like that, then you can suck a I, I don't give a fuck.
2: <laughs> well, look at what happened to the dinosaurs.
1: Oh, that was fucking awful. Well,
2: they're not around now, are they?
1: Yeah, so, somebody said that uh, <laughs> the dinosaurs went extinct So, because they wouldn't modernise. I don't think that's what happened. I think a massive fucking rock came from space and killed the cunts personally. That's what I... I'm uh, led to believe by fucking science and that. Um, so yeah, that, that's that. You know what happened to me last night? Now you played a gig. In I Brighton. did, yeah, I did. But we can talk about that after. But it's at the gig, right? I'm in Brighton, and it's not somewhere I've been for many, many years. Um, and and some guy came up to me. Uh, I was at the bar, and he went, "Tom, right?" And I was like, "Oh shit, what have I done?
2: <laughs> what have I done? And when did I do it?"
1: Yeah. And then he was like, Oh, my name's Mark, I'm from the band Random Heroes. So I was like, Oh nice one, <laughs> yeah, thanks for not bollocking me for something. And uh yeah, we had a nice chat. And you know what he said? First he was like, I really love the podcast. And he said him and his uh he said we're reg weekly listeners. Uh, I'm assuming he means his significant other. So um hello Mark ben. Could could mean his mum. Anyone anyway, I don't know. Not my business, is it?
2: Demographics,
1: Tom. We need to know. Mark Pingerson email. But yeah, we're working on booking random heroes now, so so that's gonna be uh fucking good. No, what's your song, mate? Oh, I'm uh, gone. After all that random record. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. After all that random record, uh malarkey, I did forget to say the email submission came courtesy of our friend's previous guests, uh Derbyshire Bad Men, uh Before They Are Hanged. And, and that was their new single, which so that's before they are hanged with uh, Take a Walk.
2: Nice. New album soon, innit? Yeah, raging.
1: Uh, Rager, I think you have to say now. I think that's what cool kids are saying. Rager.
2: What's your song choice, Noel? Uh, my song choice is Operation Ivy's Knowledge, Tom. I
3: know things are getting tougher when you can't get the top off the bottom of the barrel. What a all in the future now. Look fucking now.
1: Operation Ivy there uh, with their hit Green Day song Um, Knowledge what made you choose that one that's a bit uh,
2: retro isn't it I was thinking about it the other week you had many paths to go once you hit the mother load of like Green Day Mm. Um, you could be like Irma Gerd um, Tim used to be in in this band called Operation Ivy and then when you you find out that Billy Joe co-wrote Knowledge you probably had a little Mini-pubeless orgasm. And um, I think Op Ivy and Green Day in that way are are quite inextricably linked. Fine, well, that was that. What guests we got for everyone? We've got Leeds' finest, dirty Leeds' finest, uh, the Lock and Keys.
1: I am double excited for this, Uh, mainly because I know how much joy the Lock and Keys bring to my Niles' life, Right. Oh, you son of a bitch. And...
2: I'm not acknowledging it.
1: The, you're not going to acknowledge it? That no. the person we're interviewing is also called Niall. So if you remember, uh, for Marco Williamson, on his special episode that he attended, did a stat attack and we figured out there's 94 people in the UK called Niall. Um Obviously, one of them's here. Uh, but what are the odds of that, eh? That's 94 incredible. to 1. 94 to 1? No, it's not. Yeah, it is. That we'd get that specific... No, I'm not even fucking arguing with you. Well, that's a first. Where did you find uh, Lock and Keys? Because they've been your new noise recently.
2: I have, yeah, under the bed. No. Um, Dickie Third from Be Fair um, recommended them to me. I was like, I'll give these dirty leads, lot a spin. And I'm glad I
3: did.
1: Fucking excellent. Fucking brilliant. We're going to go in uh, with... um, the, the, the Lock and Keys uh, track Bury Me so yeah soon we'll have some Nile on Nile action after we've listened to this it's Bury Me
3: Leaves have turned to brown.
2: Thanks Tom. Leeds is a city in the county of West Yorkshire, England. The city lies in the valley of the River Aire in the eastern foothills of the Pennines. The city is the largest in the county with a population of 516,298, while the largest city of Leeds metropolitan borough had a population of 793,139. All right, Niall, no, this is
1: going to get
0: confusing. So my name's Neil. Oh, no, that's even more confusing. <laughs> spelt, Neil. spelt Niall.
1: Neil, Neil, Neil. Neil.
0: Spelt Niall, said Neil.
1: Fine, that's better. Okay. Yeah.
0: There's only one Niall.
2: That, yeah, that could have been awkward.
1: There's not only one, though, is there? Because uh, there, we, there's 94 people in the UK called Nile, apparently.
0: <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Did- I didn't know that. But I, I had no need to know it because my name's not Niall. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> how often when you're just on the phone to like people, do they just go, ah, oh, Niall?
0: Um any, any anywhere my name is written down, that's the go-to pronunciation.
1: Thanks, mum and dad.
0: Oh yes, yeah, brilliant. My mom, so my mum thought it was the Scottish spelling of Neil. It wasn't. Yeah.
1: No, it's no.
0: Uh, it's like Irish, I think, and it's Nile, but yeah.
1: Neil, Neil, Neil. That's that, that's actually made it a bit easier then. Right, okay. <laughs> well, I was hoping for some Nile on Nile action, but that's gone out the window now. So. <laughs> yeah,
3: sorry,
1: ruined. <laughs> gone down the ship, pan. Uh, <laughs> right, we've got Neil from The Lock and Keys, not Nile, which I know everyone was hoping for some Nile on Nile action, but it's just the spelling. It's just the spelling. It's not, how are you doing, Neil? you OK?
0: Very well, thank you. Yeah, I've uh, for the last two days, I've looked after three uh, eight-year-old girls, which has been trying, and I've just got rid of two of them and kept my own daughter, and now I'm having a couple of beers.
1: Well deserved. My daughter's eight as well, and that's plenty.
0: Yes. W- one one is enough. Another two, it's a nightmare.
1: Yeah, and, and then the five-year-old boy as well, who just likes to wind his sister up. So oh,
0: Always good fun. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I've got, yeah, brilliant.
1: <laughs> so we're off to a good start. Uh, in the interests of uh, including your colleagues, Neil, in, in The yes. Lock and Keys, uh, who's missing this evening?
0: So, um, I play guitar and sing, and oh. then we've got Rick, who plays bass, and Stu, who plays drums, um, and we are old friends who sort of met via numerous other bands that we all played in that played together over the years and uh, whittled ourselves down to this trio
2: we'll be back after a quick break
0: is real music dying what even is real music and who are we to judge that well my father is a lifelong musician and together we've been making music for over a decade
1: That's a very common answer to the yeah. how did the band come about question these days. Certainly people our age, because it's people you've met being in other bands that you're
0: exactly. not in here.
1: So, yeah, nice to see uh, nothing's changed in that regard. Then how, how long ago did this occur, this uh, coming together?
0: Um, I think we possibly started in 2008. Um, yeah. So um, my wife was in the original incantation of the lock and keys she played keyboards and did backing vocals and then I got her pregnant and she thought it was probably not the done thing to be pregnant on stage while Rick is uh doing like head high kicks and spitting on you so uh for everybody's health she left the band that is
1: very sensible and what a sacrifice to make
0: Absolutely. I think she was probably looking for a way out, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so much you can put up with being with your spouse, isn't there? All the time. That's
1: Again, we've had somebody else on here before. We've talked about that dynamic. It's not strange, but to me it's strange. It is a bit of an Un- odd
2: one. Unusual.
1: Yeah, because my, my yeah. missus ain't really into punk, and I can't even for a second even imagine her slinging a guitar on or yeah. whatever?
0: No. Um, like, I started, I tried to start doing another band and it had some other girls in it and Lena was one of them and all the other girls were like, well, we can't actually really do anything, but Lena can, she can like, she's a proper musician and so that was easy, like yeah, she actually understood what was going on and then kind of, we, we started the lock and keys and yeah, she was she was in it and then yeah, eventually left.
1: <laughs> Extended maternity
0: leave. Yeah. We, she, she did she recorded what uh a demo, um, an EP and an album with us. And I think that was more than enough. She had enough of us.
1: Yeah, the, the keyboard element seems to be uh non existent now. There,
0: there you go, yeah. Um we've always talked about like if she ever had any time. And um, when we were recording, she'd come in and do some bits, but it's just never really worked out. Um,
1: so never, yeah. said never.
0: No, no. Uh, you know, it's always it's always talked about. Maybe you know, when we do the uh, one song fifty minute opus, we'll uh, we'll get her back in for some ethereal female vocals or something. But no, for now, it's it, it was just easy. Um, it's all this band's always been easy just easy because everybody knows the roles. There's no like second guitarist. There's no, nobody else is like bringing stuff to the table. Like, Oh, I want to do a song like this. It's just like, I write the majority of the stuff and everybody's just like, just joins in and fills their corner. Do you know what I mean? Like the bass, bass player, Rick is, is a great bass player and he knows what to do with bass. I know, Kind of what I'm meant to be doing with guitar and vocals. Stu just builds a shed in the background, and it all just kind of that's that is the lock and key sound. There's there's not you could think about it for ages, and we we used to all be pretty accomplished players, but gradually it's just like it's really easy just to bash out some power chords in it and shout a bit.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I'm a drummer, so that's not easy for me, <laughs> uh, but. Oh, just before we talk about the first song, you mentioned your sound. Yeah. I was trying to think of a way to articulate about your sound. Go like, on then. All I've landed on is it's loud as fuck.
0: Yeah. Um. We all kind of come from, like, Stu drummed in loads of punk bands and sort of... Um, when emo was proper emo before, like, fringes caught on. Mm. You know, <laughs>
3: but,
0: like, talking about, like, 1998, 99, Stu was in, like, emo bands and stuff. He's a really accomplished drummer. Played in a thrash band called Send More Paramedics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Um, Stu, uh, Rick, our bass player, played in loads of, like, Noise and, like, metal, progressive stuff. he's he, Rick is, like, a really, really good bass player, but you're going to have to edit that out, because me and Stu always promised that we'd never let him know how good we actually <laughs> realised he is. <laughs> we don't, wanna, don't want him getting ahead of himself, but, Aye. like, Rick's, Rick's ridiculous on uh, as a bass player, but he proper winds it back in. He knows, you know, to sort of play for the song, and i i've played in like loads of heavy hardcore and metalcore bands and stuff so it's just the case of everything's just turned up and we just go for it really there's no no fucking around no like it's really easy being a three piece you're not you're not trying to get like the perfect sound or anything it's just can everybody hear what they're doing and enough of what everybody else is doing and then you just go for it and, you know you're not trying to balance out left and right guitars and stuff like that no, that that's, that's sort of where I was trying
1: because it's almost peaking before you've even started, and the volume is nothing to do with how loud I've got my speakers. It, yeah, I, yeah. I don't have the, the vocabulary of of sound engineering terms, uh, but but yeah, it, it just sounds like massive. Like like you said, it sounds like it's deafening where you are in the studio, and that's coming yeah. across over the record.
0: You just want to, you just want to hit stuff hard, don't you whether it's drums, bass, guitar i I haven't got the best voice so I just sing as hard as I, hard as I kind of can and and I, and I hit my guitar as hard as I can and that that's kind of the lock and keys and we've you know you, you sometimes mess around in practice doing other stuff and it all just it all still sounds like the lock and keys and if we've if we've tried to write sort of slower stuff like for album tracks, It always just comes to the end of it, and then you're like, "It's a bit boring doing that." Why? You know, let's revert back to type and play the pace that we're comfortable at, and and that's that's kind of it, really. Yeah, you can noodle around and have cleaner guitars on bits and pieces, but when playing live, I always just kind of I just want. I've gradually whittled my set um, my setup down guitar wise over the years to tube screamer and um, a tuner going into a JCM 800, and gradually I've just stopped turning this Tube Screamer off. So it's like there's no second guitar set. You know when you're you're setting up and the sound guy's like, oh, can I have the other sound? And you're like, there isn't another sound. That (laughs) is it. It's just on. Everything's on. Everything's sort of set, and that's it, mate.
1: Yeah, no fannying about that. No,
0: do with it what you will. (laughs) So... At the
1: start or ahead of the interview, the listeners would have heard uh, your track "Bury Me." Uh, do you want to tell us what release it's off? Uh, anything about it?
0: Um, so "Bury Me," um, I think it. Came, I think we released it as a sort of a single to pre-run um, an EP that we put out. Uh, is it, I think it is off six six foot or deeper. I don't know. You're going to have to tell me.
1: Um, I, think I don't off. know. I've just I've just made a playlist of the yeah. ones that you've sent.
0: <laughs> it's, it's off the last EP we did, which was which is probably now uh, a couple of years old. We recorded it pre-pandemic, and I'm assuming it came out sometime around then. I honestly don't know. Um, I'm not I'm not big on details. It was <laughs> it was re- it was really easy to write. And bury Me it was one of those songs I I think it was Saturday morning sort of woke up and while getting up and the kids are downstairs and my wife sort of in the kitchen and I'm, I'm sort of getting myself together getting out of bed and I don't know what it was but a couple of lines sort of came to me and I started sort of singing them round and before I knew it I had like a solid verse or a solid chorus already sort of down without really thinking about it so I got my phone out Stuck the words down in my notes. Had like, I was like, yeah, that's like pretty strong sort of melody. Just sort of grabbed a guitar. Just it basically wrote itself within sort of three minutes, however long the song is. It was, it was sort of done and didn't really take any thought or effort. And it's one of those that that, it's nice. The ones we like. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't, you're not sort of stewing over them and thinking, oh, it needs this and it needs that. And that's why. I didn't actually record any sort of lead guitar on it. It's, it's like, it's pretty much recorded live. I think we've probably overdu- overdubbed the vocals, but I think there's po- possibly two guitars that are pretty much playing the same thing. It's proper stripped back. It's just a song. It's just three of us doing a song. Doing what you do.
1: Yeah. Niall, open the big book of
2: bullshit. <laughs> I shall. I'm going to open up with a controversial one from Dave Shackelford. He wants to know, is the worldwide hatred and contempt for Leeds United justified? We'll be back after a quick
3: break. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear?
0: justified. Oh yeah, everybody hates us and that's how we like it. <laughs> <laughs> um I am the only Leeds fan in the band. Oh right. Um, originally from Norwich, uh but he supports Everton and um and Rick comes from Barnsley and supports Liverpool. Okay. Uh, so I'm I'm the only uh, Leeds lad and I've supported Leeds all my life because my dad's mad on Leeds and I've had season tickets for a hell of a long time. And, yeah, everybody hates us, and I used to not understand it, but after after seeing what some of our fans do, I kind of get it. There's there's such a load of knobheads in football, isn't
1: there? I fucking live in Derby, right? Oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm not
0: from there. Not from there.
1: Yeah.
0: Unlucky, mate.
1: This fucking Spygate thing that happened, they they yeah. still go on about it now if it's not mel morris's nah. fault who used to have the <laughs> fa on strings don't forget um yeah, yeah. when they all loved him um they loved and, and then it's fucking spygate and you're like change the fucking record
0: god uh yeah well you know i i i, I kind of get it i don't get why why it was made such a big thing of i think it's it's been done to death but when you've got nothing else going for you, you've kind of got to perpetuate that, haven't you? You know, Derby County, fair play to your lads. Crack on in League One.
1: Yeah, if you can might, might if Might fucking you can, win some of it.
0: If, so, if, somebody, if somebody will buy you, I don't know. I don't know how that's going.
1: Sorry for people that don't like football, but... <laughs> took off.
0: Yeah. Uh, this, uh,
1: they're begging, some of them. Begging for Mike Ashley.
0: Um, well, the, I think that could be the worst thing that happens to them in two ways. It He won't be that bothered. He'll he'll sort of asset strip the club to some degree, but he will want to make the most money out of them. So he will want to get them promoted. So he probably will build them a half decent team. Well, but so. I, I'd just prefer it if they just languished in League One and I never had to think of them again. <laughs> like you <laughs> lot
2: did a few seasons ago. Yeah. That's not of thing. <laughs> oh,
0: right.
1: Look, <laughs> let's have another let's song. Move
0: on.
1: Let's have another song. Let's have Now or Never Love.
2: This is the A62, A63, A64, A65, A647 and A660 roads starting points. The city is situated on the A58, A61, M1 and M62. The latter two intersect to its south of Leeds and the A1 passes to the east. The radial M621 takes traffic into central Leeds from the M62 and M1. There is an inner ring road with park motorway status and an outer ring road. All
1: right, that was now and never love, lock and keys. Neil's going to tell us about it. Um, so, can I just ask a question first? Is that love, yeah, so. as in the term of endearment, for your female colleague, or friend, yeah. or wife?
0: It's it's um it's a bit of it's a bit of both, really. You can take it, however, it's sort of like it's now or never, and then love as in a term of endearment, endearment for some someone, or it's kind of a type of love. It's now yeah. or never. It, I yeah it works two ways doesn't it I think Still, being from Leeds love.
1: yeah I think being from Leeds it's got to be
0: yeah now or never love but, Yeah you could have pro- now now or never Nobed. That's... <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: the B side <laughs> Tell us
0: about that one now Um that's that's a song that was off um an uh, an EP that we put out the first thing we did after Lena left the band, Um, and the first album we did took forever to record due to various sort of issues the producer was having, and there was quite a buzz about the band, and we had a load of uh, label interest when we started doing the album, Mm -hmm. and we had loads of people pestering us for demos and stuff. We had some really good labels interested, and the album took so long by the time it was ready to come out we'd lost all momentum and nobody could have given a fuck about it at that point so it, the album never really got a proper release so we sort of regrouped as a three-piece and just sort of went into the studio a local one that a friend rounding in leeds and we just bashed out like seven or eight songs just live it sounds thin it's the the record sounds really thin but it's just kind of a bit of a snapshot of what we just we needed to do just to move on as a band, really. So, so the pandemic killed that buzz. Then this is not the pandemic. This is like this was back in two thousand and eleven. Oh, <laughs> all right, it. okay. Yeah, this was we, we we did a we did a demo in two thousand and nine, um, and Lena used to work for um, a press agency and booking agent, and so we we had plenty of sort of hands to put it into. They were really receptive and we got on a couple of like decent tours and gigs and things like took off quite quickly and loads of people seemed really interested in the band and that's when we were like right we better do an album and i don't know why the fuck, the fuck we thought we should do an album because doing an album is just the worst it's like takes so long Hard, so many songs we should have just boshed out like a four track five track ep really and carried the momentum going but um yes yeah, so we lost all momentum and then we sort of had to regroup and that's what um i think it was songs of hope songs of despair that's what that um now and Never" loves off and it's just kind of a bit of a yeah a bit of a regroup three guys sort of figuring out what we do without keyboards and without uh, a melodic backing vocal sort of <laughs> thing
1: oh okay Fair enough. Yeah, I've got it in my head. You, you're a newer band than you are. I don't know why. We're we're definitely not
0: new. <laughs> are you sure you have got the right lock and keys? No, I think what happened is we have
1: a we have a segment at the end of the podcast where Niall, if he discovered a new act on Spotify or whatever, you you pick some it, don't you? And, it, and I've just got it in my head because of that because it was new to us that right. it was just, it's new. Right. That's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to crack open the big book of bullshit now? See what we got sure. in there.
2: Sure. Uh, so the Melbys, uh, as a collective, would like to know: Are there more locks in the world or keys? Ooh. Alternate spellings of both words considered as well. So locks, keys, as in sulphur keys, for example.
0: I was trying to think of other other meanings for the two words. Never mind other spellings. Um, Canal locks, I reckon. Um, marquees because uh, most locks you, you know, if you have a couple of locks in your house, you end up having 10 different keys cut for the same lock. So Nailed let's it. go crazy and say there's more keys.
1: That's what I would say, yeah, because it's probably true, isn't it when you buy a padlock, it ain't just got one key in it, has it? No, so you need to think these through, Melbies. Come yeah. on, come and on, in terms of the other spelling. Obviously, there's only one place in the fucking world they call lakes, locks, and there's keys all over the globe.
0: Ah, but there's also lock, locks on canals, isn't there?
1: It's not spelled the same. Oh. We've well, I thought we
0: were these. going with different spellings, weren't we? Yeah,
1: we've opened up a can of worms here. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. We, we had a go at that one. Yeah. We, on, we, on, we had on a minute. go. Should do another song now? Yeah, let's have another one. Come on. So I've wasted.
2: In 2018, Leeds embarked on a five-year cultural investment programme, culminating in a year of cultural celebration in 2023. In 2023, the city will hold an international cultural festival, which will harness the energy, creativity and momentum of the bid to be European Capital of Culture 2023, from which Leeds and other candidate UK cities were disqualified following the United Kingdom's vote to leave the European Union. Unlucky, lads. Wasted
1: from the Lock and Keys, not the Black Flag cover. Um, (laughs) If only. (laughs) uh, Tell us about it now.
0: Um, So I I picked this because I was trying to pick something from sort of across our span of various releases. And I picked this because it's a bit of a different format to a Lock and Keys song. It sounds exactly like a Lock and Keys song but um, it's, it's written in like a really linear way. It doesn't repeat itself. There's no, there's no chorus that repeats itself and there's no riff that sort of repeats itself. We never come back to anything. Once we've done a, that repetition of the riff, we don't come back to it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So that was why I picked it. I, I attempted to make our music sound remotely interesting for uh, three minutes or whatever it is, that song. And that's just like a bit of a hark back to some of the previous bands we were in, um, mm-hmm. the sort of more uh, techie, hardcore, sort of like Converge-esque sort of stuff that me and Rick have been in the past. Like a lot of the songs are written in like really linear way in those sorts of bands. So that was sort of when we were mucking around with that song, that's how we decided to sort of write it. Fair one. And then oh. attempt to attempt to make it sort of sound reasonably catchy or whatever without it being uber formulaic
1: it, you've, you've trailed that,
0: that i'll you've leave that, that. Up, i'll leave that up to the listener to decide whether we, right. we managed to do
1: that so the lead scene then uh sort of back in the day um yeah. leads was quite a bit it was a bit of a hub wasn't it your dead pets yeah bit of, bit of cle- a bit of a
0: Lo- <laughs> Lo- loads of um loads of bands of different genres that could all play together um yeah. you'd, you'd have like dead pets sort of like you know more ska bands playing with um hardcore bands playing with you know you, you straight up sort of more punk rock bands um i, I love the band called uh figure four from leeds fig 4.0 who were like um just really difficult to describe them because again they they were inside their sound was like super eclectic you'd have sections that were super like melodic really catchy and then it'd go into like like, style sort of hardcore um and i think a lot of the bands reflected the scene in leeds that you could try a bit of everything there's a really cool um label called bombed out records Mm. that were releasing stuff by like Dugon, who sort of sounded a bit get-up kidsy, you had like eighty-six that were more like jawbreaker, Fig Four, um, Joe ninety, Joe ninety, yeah, more like the uh, pop punky sort of stuff. Just that, and again, you know, every gig would be different, even if you sort of had a similar group of bands on it. It, re- it really refreshing, but this is like definitely talking about back in the day, like early two thousands,
1: the the halcyon days.
0: Yes, seeing yeah. days indeed. Yeah. Before you go to gigs and you feel like super old and out of place.
1: Yeah, like I, the gigs I've been going to, it has been mainly oldies. Yeah,
0: lately. So what, what what sort of bands? What, who have you seen?
1: Uh, sort of. Yesterday, I saw the Stupids um, and Pizza Tramp, and that was one of them uh, Turbo Jugend. Oh yeah. Dudes. Right. It's not Jugend, is it? But I like saying Jugend because it pisses them off. Turbo Jugend. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Is that is that the correct pronunciation?
1: Yeah. Jugend. Yeah. Uh, th- yes. And that was like mainly oldies. Um, I, th- I think the days of we always lament this on here, on the old MySpace days where you could uh, just make a gig of only local bands and have four hundred people turn up.
0: Yeah, it's it's died a death, hasn't it? Unless. I don't know, I suppose that there's bands in Leeds like um, Higher Power and stuff that I think get that sort of turnout and, um, you know, it might be full of bucket hats and cargo <laughs> pants uh, and puffer jacket, but, you know, it's, it's still out there. It's just hard not to feel a bit like a bitter old bastard when you're sort of not part of that and you're watching it from afar thinking, oh, well, the scene doesn't need me anymore, like, it's moved on.
1: And then you start a podcast looking back at your bit and make out like your bit was great. Um,
2: I think in terms of, like, touring bands, Leeds is, like... Well, everyone's bypassing Sheffield nowadays just to to, to watch bands in Leeds and that, so...
0: Really? Um yeah. Well, it, it, from, from the... Um, you know, the early 2000s, a lot of those venues in Leeds have disappeared, like the cockpit, Joseph's Well. Um, but there's still, you've got this Brunel so- Social Club and you've got um, Temple of Boom that are still sort of really trying to keep DIY going. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there used to be like, you know, at least one or two gigs a night. In various venues, the pack horse and places like that, where you could get sixty people in the room and it would be absolutely rammed and just go off whatever was going on. Um, where now a lot of those places, it's just it doesn't it doesn't quite exist in the same way now.
1: No, no, it doesn't.
0: I was going to say something, but I forgot what it is. You're going to say yes, it doesn't exist, and that's why today music's shite. <laughs>
2: <laughs> paraphrasing I
1: don't, I don't i don't think um music is uh shite that's what i was gonna say because obviously we're similar age right sort of late 30s early 40s sort of age and that's me and him right
0: all oh, right i'm i'm banging there uh, with the big four
1: oh ah fine well yeah you, you're you're the me- median average then yeah. um like at, when we were kids the, the original 77 punks were the age we are now. And yeah. and I always swore to myself that if we're doing this when I'm older, I am not going to be as big a cunt to, <laughs> to the youths as they were to us. Like, oh, and you how- weren't there. No, I wasn't. Because I, was, I can't control when I'm born, can I? <laughs> yeah. Fucking idiot. And how are you doing? How am I doing? Oh, I, yeah, yeah I, I, um, I, you know, I never... Give it the old, you weren't there, you're not a real punk. That was the one.
2: Right. We had um, Last week, we had uh, Last Generation on, and they're between 13 and 18, aren't they? Yeah. Whoa. So I think, listening back to it the other day, I thought we imparted some wisdom <laughs> rather than going, what are you doing, you little wankers kind of thing.
1: Yeah, you're not a punk band. I used to get that all the time. Oh, you weren't there. No, I wasn't. For that you 18 were- months in 1977. No,
2: I wasn't. You weren't there in 1999 when fucking Anywhere of the State was released. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It fucking blows people's minds, though, don't it? Like, oh, I saw Blink-182 not in a stadium. And they're like, what?
0: Yeah, didn't even realise
1: that happened. It was a 5,000-capacity venue indoors, but it weren't a stadium, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) And, and and like, seeing Green Day somewhere medium-sized, we, that blows people's mind. And they were playing, they played Huddersfield Town and they played at fucking, yeah. the, the, was it Wembley?
0: They play, they're playing football stadiums, aren't they, at the moment with yeah. Weezer and Fallout Boy. Um, I
1: sort of wish I'd got tickets for that now. Oh, well.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, but then you'd go and you'd be like, I can't actually see them on stage. i am sat so far back, I wish I hadn't gone. You
2: weren't there <laughs> in 94 when Dookie was released.
0: But I, I, I remember coming up in the lead scene and speaking to somebody who had been at, like, um, Green Day's first tour of Britain and they played, to, I don't know whether I'm making this up sometime. They played in Wigan? That was. It. I was going to say they played in Wigan, but I wasn't sure if I was getting that confused. And can you imagine that now, like, having that as a badge of honour to be like, oh, yeah, I, I saw a Green Day in Wigan to, like, 15 people.
1: Mark Murphy from, he's our mate, listens to this, being on here, he's from Crocodile God and all that. He just casually, someone shared a video of that Wigan gig and they're playing stuff off the first album and he's just like, yeah, I was there. (laughs) Brilliant. Yeah, I went to a couple on that tour. What? Yeah. (laughs) And they're playing like, oh, this is a brand new one and it's 2,000 light years away.
0: (laughs) 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 Fucking hell. What what I would have given to be there like my um, my birth into punk rock was Green Day. You know right. that was that was the first band that I got absolutely obsessed with that I just had to go and get every every record from the back catalog. Like Nirvana sort of came and all the kids at school were like into Nirvana. I I, I liked it, but it didn't it didn't grab me. There just there wasn't something that really I, I identified with. And then I heard Green Day, and it was just like. This is the music that I've been waiting for. Like just thought this is fucking brilliant. I love these guys.
1: Yeah. The the Yeah, brilliant. Same for me. Was it yours now as well?
2: No, mine was a little bit earlier. I kind of went off with Nirvana and went splintered off into their kind of punk rock thing. So I think I think it was Offspring Smash before. Green Day, but that's like literally same, six months.
0: same sort of time, isn't it? It just same depends what sort of band like really caught your eye or what it was you identified with. But I never really liked Offspring. I always I just couldn't get into Dexter Holland's voice. It just it, it was like a barrier that I knew that they were writing decent songs, but I just found it insanely annoying. Not but then like I heard sort of like early rancid stuff, and there was again there was something that I loved I I couldn't understand that they like literally looked like super scary punks. There's like an 11 or 12 year old looking at these guys, I was thinking, I'm absolutely terrified of these guys, but they're making like quite beautiful pop songs.
1: Yeah, I I remember when so I think it was rancid when Indestructible came out. Um, like somebody wrote a letter into Kerrang and uh. You know, they they were obviously new to the whole world of Rancid, but they were always on the music channels and all that, you know, and it was Fall Back Down and all songs like that. And this person had written in saying, why do Rancid look like they'd kill you as soon as look at you, but their music sounds like it's been made by four tutu-wearing soft lads or something like that.
0: <laughs> With some words that you're not allowed to say nowadays.
1: Yeah, yeah, something like that. And, and I was just thinking, you want to hear the other stuff, mate?
0: Yeah, you want to hear what influenced them?
1: Yeah, yeah, Fall Back Down is a bit soft lad, I'll give you that. Yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah. We better better actually talk about your band now.
0: Ah, we don't have to. to. (laughs) I I thought when you initially sent me the question, I was picking four songs from my, like, you know, punk songs that I loved, and I'd I'd been, like, slave in a way, like, shit, what what do I pick? Do I pick songs that really, like, influence me? Or do you pick songs that just... They're the first songs on the like the um the the uh, road trip playlist and oh
1: yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah well you know it, it,
1: perhaps we should work a bit of that in but yeah but well, we want to we uh, want to get people listening to new tunes so Niall go on, then give him one last big book of bullshit and then we'll talk about the final song
0: I'm going with uh, Starkey
1: Scruples that needs this a jingle doesn't song. it
2: yeah
1: that's got to have a jingle. So, does this,
0: uh, does this guy come in every week with a question?
1: He's got bored of thinking up questions. So, he just he's opened his 1986 uh, American Scruples board game <laughs> and just picks a question out and sends us a photo of it.
0: Okay.
2: So, uh, Starkey's Scruples this week is um, you're invited to a cocktail party that turns into an in the buff pool party. Friends and strangers are present. Do you skinny dip too?
0: that sounds like um the last two weekends I've had to be honest <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is absolutely lutely but everybody but nobody wants to see a 40 year old guy in the buff so everybody turns away at that point
1: shouldn't have turned into an in the
0: buff pool party then should it <laughs> well maybe it didn't until i decided i read what you sow on that front. i don't know where to take i don't know where to, I don't know where to take that question any more than
1: no i I thought about it when I read it earlier on and I thought it depends on the party, don't it?
0: Yeah, you've got to get you've got to gauge who's around you, don't you? And who's yeah. gonna join in. You don't wanna be the you don't wanna be that guy who gets his kit off and then looks around and no nobody else wants in on this.
1: Yeah, am I feeling body positive today? I don't know. You know, there's too many variables in that scruple. <laughs> nice one scruple. <laughs> <laughs> no, bad. no, where do you land on the scruple?
2: Um, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with it. I know I'm a big, fat 43-year-old,
1: um, but... We all are. Yeah, look, I'm like... I nearly said, look at us then, but on an audio-only podcast, <laughs> that's not going to work. Use your imagination. No,
2: I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm absolutely fine with it. I will be the first to... Well, I wouldn't be the first, but if people were like, oh, should we do a thing? I'll be like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Why not?
1: I nearly said, I'll hold you to that then. I fucking won't. Don't, don't hold me to anything. <laughs> Neil, <laughs> right, the last song yeah. that's going to play us out very shortly is Hold Me Down. Any anecdotes about yeah.
0: that? Um, Again, it's one of the most recent off the most recent thing we've released. I thought it was a fairly good representation of the lock and keys. Um, it probably sounds a little bit like hot water music. Um, I get told um, that that's, you know, a gr- gruff sort of, 40 year olds nowadays kind of just get lumped in with that um and uh when we were recording it i did some clean guitar parts over the top and that's about as crazy as it gets
1: you've broken <laughs> your own cardinal rule
0: what was that
1: just one sound <laughs>
0: yeah but i can't pull it off live you know you can't you can't put the clean put the clean guitar parts over live so it's okay
1: Fair enough, you, you've um, stayed true to yourself there, yeah. one.
0: Other, other sounds are for recording with, but never playing live. There, there you go. go.
1: Ten Commandments of the you, li- of you live
0: by the sword, you die by the sword.
1: <laughs> any, any gigs coming up, Neil, that people may need to know about?
0: Yeah, we're playing in Sheffield in September. Um, well, what comes put that on? I've absolutely no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, Uh, yeah, some some lovely bloke has put that on, and um, I think that's it in the calendar at the moment. Um, But I dare say there might be something coming up at Temple of Boom um, in the foreseeable future. But you know, we'll 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 see. We've got we've got other things to do, like be a dad and earn money to pay my mortgage, and uh, unfortunately. This band has never got close to earning any money.
1: <laughs> I played last night and I broke even. I was fucking amazed.
0: Oh, is shit! You're living the dream.
1: I oh, know. Big time, Charlie. Fucking yeah! Oh, yeah, Tom. Put put. Fill the car up. Here's some money from what we got paid last night. What?
2: Fill the car <laughs> up. Okay, no We need
0: four I, figures. I Actually, pay just for the own out.
1: hotel, but you know. Rock and roll, baby. So, <laughs> wow.
0: well, when... did, you, did you put petrol or diesel in? It was diesel. All oh, right. So, you really are making some serious cash, then, guys.
1: It, <laughs> 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 we got paid £150 by some what? jug ends last night. And uh, yeah, Brighton it was, Derby. Uh, oh, yeah. So,
0: that's, that's, you know, that's a fair decent trek home, though, isn't it?
1: It is, especially with a hangover. Yeah. It's horrible. Um, so where can people get all your gear from, Neil? Where do, where do people so, need to go?
0: Where Where do people go nowadays? Spotify. Band camps. Yeah, uh, our price. It's 14 dollars 99 on CD.
2: Wallets. Um, you can get the tape.
0: Yeah, you, you definitely can get the tape, but it's only in one of those card wallets. Um, <laughs>
2: the old single.
0: That's it.
2: Um I forgot um, yeah. about that. You what? I forgot about
1: Casingles.
0: Singles. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, I think I've still got um Green Day when I come around and um Soundgarden uh Day I tried to live on Casingles. Singles. Wow. Somewhere.
1: We were talking on the way back from the Jugends today, like um Green Day's Nimrod was the first one that I remember coming out. And I bought Hitching a Ride on CD single.
0: Oh, see, that's to me. That's when Green Day is starting to uh, to lose it a little bit. Um, I, I I remember Dookie coming out, but I didn't get into them till after it had come out. But Maybe I remember, young, I remember waiting for um, Insomniac to drop, and it was like the most exciting thing ever. We had a really good news agent in the little town I grew up in and they used to get um, really, like, American guitar magazines in, like Guitar World, and they did, like, a special Green Day edition um, for Insomniac coming out, and so there was, like, I don't know, 10 pages of interviews with Billy Joe. I just... I must have read it, like, 55 times. I just thought, (laughs) this is just the best thing to ever happen.
1: Stared the print off the page. (laughs) Yeah, you would have.
0: Right, we better... uh...
1: Not this on the ad now. Thank you ever so much for your time. This is going to be Hold Me Down uh, from the Lock and Keys. Um, do get hold of the stuff and uh, keep your ears and eyes peeled um, for some gig in Sheffield in the autumn. All right. <laughs>
2: Leeds' twin and sister cities are Brno in the Czech Republic, Dortmund in Germany, Durban in South Africa, and Hangzhou in China.
1: Ooh. Neil there, misleading us all with his uh, mother's spelling of your name. Well, his name. You get called Neil sometimes, don't you? It's, it's, You find it annoying? Yep. I would as well.
2: Especially if your name's Tom. I get well pissed off.
1: We've told you all before, Niall did not keep his slave name. Upon liberation, he went back to his mother tongue. Yes. So he did.
2: So it did, by the way.
1: (laughs) Neil from Lock and Keys. Good lad, good times, good chats. Tom Sidwell likes this, etc., etc., etc. Um Yeah, a lot of Green Day chat. Don't give a fuck. Fucking love Green Day. If you don't like it,
2: fuck off. Yeah, why should you give a fuck for your podcast? You're not pandering to the masses.
1: No, I'm not. Anyway, I um, just want to say thank you to the Juggins, uh last night who put that gig on in Brighton. Those Ends from all over. Jugends from Leamington, jugends from places in Europe that I don't know how to pronounce, Jugends from... Everywhere, wall to wall Not like you not knowing how to pronounce something. Some of them were like fucking Swedish and that. Not a copping. Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, so here's my song choice. Uh, and it's a special version of uh, the Turbo Negro song, uh, I Got Erection, um, that they re recorded uh, for when St. Pauli, the football club, needed money and they released a compilation. So Turbo Negro got the jug ends uh, together and um, did this.
0: Hank! <coughs> yeah, happy Tom. So what do you think about Hansa Rostock? Hansa Rostock? They are pussies!
3: Heavy metal pussies! It's big
1: Turbo Negro with uh, I got erection there. With some St. Pauli remix. I don't know. So yeah, that, that was good, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it was. How did you get on this season? Did you go up or because I, 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 I no, we up. didn't. I no, finished finished fifth in the end. Not bad.
1: <laughs> i did have the right bollock for fifth place finish a few seasons ago.
2: Did Hamburg go up?
1: No. They're go. here forever. One of us, one of us. Don't uh, turn that
2: clock back on, lads.
1: <laughs> yeah, save the batteries. Uh, so, um, Lucy isn't available for her lucky dip. Uh, she's got a lot on. She's having a new roof put on her house. And frankly, if I ever have to put a new roof on my house, you think you're getting a podcast episode that way, you can fuck off. Um, so, in order to commemorate Lucy's lucky dip, which seems quite popular, in the spirit of that, here's a song... Uh, that that I've chosen in place of that and it's by Flinch Uh, and um, Flinch played uh, the other day in Nuneaton Uh, she'd been driving Goodbye Blue Monday around and uh, I think the proviso was that she does a couple of songs so uh, here's Flinch with How Do You Do It Yeah, that seems like that seems like ages. ago, that gig.
2: It was only well, we're recording this on a Sunday, so it was only the Monday previous, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, but you know, a lot of stuff's happened. Uh, yeah, so that was goodbye, Blue Monday, Shackford, uh, Better Luck, who were brilliant, and Flint opened up and right, and you can ask Dicky Watson about this from Shackford because he saw it. <laughs> you know me, right? And how I really cannot stomach solo acoustic bollocks, right? I was,
2: yeah, yeah, you, you carry on and I'll do, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't do it. But her voice was so amazing. I sat down. I don't sit down at gigs.
2: On I the sat, floor, cross legged?
1: No, on a bar stool, Come on. Behave yourself. Uh, and I watched the whole set start to finish, and I don't do that. And 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 Dickie, I told Dickie about it, and he said, I must be mellowing in my old age.
2: No, you know, That's <sighs> all. I was very surprised, because uh, Dickie posted a photo of the uh, vinyl that he bought, and you mm. were like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get this. I was like, really? I did not think it would be in your postcode, let alone up your street, but... Uh, her voice, is so,
1: her voice is so beautiful.
2: I've heard like on record, well, not record, but on streamers but, Yeah, live, to- I can imagine. Yeah.
1: It touched me. Oh, and you know what else? Um I I, I asked uh Goodbye Blue Monday for a soundbite to use in future shows. Uh so this is that.
0: Hi, I'm Sean from the Goodbye Happy Mondays, and uh, the really cool. Um, I, yeah, so that's
1: good, isn't it? Yes. Have you got a new noise, Niall? No. Oh, yeah. no, no, we're not gonna do that first. No, we're not. Let's talk about who we've got next week. The Mets. The MEFs. thats M-E-F-F-S—and we were all super buzzing because when we tried to book them, they were like, "Yeah, we want to do it, but we're going on tour with Lagwagon." And uh, I found out yesterday on my way to the Jugan gig that the Hot Lagwagon pulled the whole tour, and I went, "Oh no, fucking MEFs, thats fuck." I I saw it on their
2: Facebook page, and I was like, "Oh shit, man! What a fucking what a bad time." However, they'll have a good time with us next week. We'll Hopefully. cheer the fuckers up. Yeah. Um, so it was Tom kind of let the cat out of the bag um, inadvertently earlier. No, no, he didn't. Neil let the cat out of the bag by saying that, um, what are you shaking your head for?
1: Because nobody let the cat out of the bag. I just asked what cunts putting a gig on in Sheffield, that's all.
2: Ooh. Um, so, yeah, the full line-up for that is, uh, pardon us, Ooh. Shackleford. The lock and keys and be fair. Fuck It's going to be good, Dad. It is. you coming down or up? Right? Yeah.
3: Where
1: is it? Sheffield. No, you tart. Which which specific venue in Sheffield? It's, What's the date uh, of it?
2: It's the 9th of September. It's a Friday night. We'll be drinking many Chevits and going out to terrorise Sheffield. And it's a bar, a, bar, a venue called uh, Shakespeare. So if you want the inside scoop on that, Shackleford had played there before with Beef Air and uh, had a really good time. And it was packed. It was actually packed.
1: Well, I'll pack it with my fat ass. Uh,
2: <laughs> I'll find you a bar store so you can sit down and have a little, and have a
1: little cry. Yeah, when yeah. someone does some acoustic. Yeah, OK. Uh, tell them about the new noise. Stop mugging me off. Got mugged off by teenagers last week, persistently.
2: Yeah, that was hilarious, that was. Particularly your uh, like complete lack of effort to stop swearing.
1: Well, they started swearing, so. <laughs> uh,
2: my Nihilism's new noise today, Tom, is by a band from Chicago. Chi- called... uh, 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 <laughs> Just want my five minutes. They're called Sunstroke. And the Nihilism's new noise today is a track called Buzzer Beater.
1: It's a good good name, that for the band and the song. Good one, lads. Or girls. I don't know. Have they got girls in? Never heard them.
2: Don't know. I'm getting clever with my new noises because on band camp now you can filter by like cities and stuff. So I've just had a little bit of a dip in to see what Chicago is up to because they're quite hot. And uh I caught sunstroke.
1: <laughs> We're not gonna top that. Uh is what's
2: it, Boner Buzzbeater? Boner Bester?
3: Oh, bastard.
1: my
2: God. I don't know why I even text you these anymore.
1: Because I've put them in my notes, but we're having such good fun vibing. What's
2: the fucking Vibing? Called? Yeah. Vibing? Vibing. Oh, my God. So the Get track is called... Forth. So the track is called Buzzer Beater.
1: That's it. Buzzer Beater, Sunstroke. Enjoy it. See you next week for the mess, and we'll need your help to cheer them up. So you make sure that those big book of bullshit... Uh, questions of a nice and uplifting all right uh,
2: well, when was the last time that you shit yourself not gonna get asked.
1: they wear a lot of white the meth so I feel that question could um, you know have quite graphic connotations uh, but yeah we're gonna have a we're gonna have a fucking good time
2: yes we are
1: it's buzzer beater by strikes catch you later
3: bye